This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, um, so we'll try to keep it brief and, uh, and focused. This week's parasha is a really big parasha. You have a lot of Kali Yisrael's worst moments, and you have part of the Bakasha of Moshe Rabbeinu centers around Ki Am Oref. Kali Yisrael is a stiff-necked people, and that's always been what the Goyim have accused us of. Um, I would say accused us of, rightfully so, the terrorist says so. So, the Pashtab Shad is, it's, it's sort of um, clemency, like you're saying, well, these people are difficult people, you've got to, you know, it's really, really hard to work with them, you've got to be mochel them, because they're really not easy people. Okay, so there's a problem with that, because it's one thing to excuse people, because they're not really, um, because they have a difficult temperament, but you're talking about the Amanifher. We want to keep Klal Yisrael as the chosen people. And to say Am Oref, it's an excuse. It's like I say, okay, this person has a serious anger management problem. You know, be, you know, be patient with him. But that's not a good reason to marry a person like that. It's a good excuse to excuse the behavior. We're talking about Klal Yisrael becoming the Am Hashem, being Am Hashem. And Am Oref is, maybe it, it's forgiving them for the sin, but it's certainly not the reason um, why they should remain um, uh, so I'd like to discuss a point Goyen makes that really really gives us a whole different perspective on what's the most important element if we ask ourselves to be an Ovid Hashem what is the most important most crucial element in a person's personality. So the Goyen speaks about it in Mishle, and I am, uh, and we'll talk, uh, uh, we'll, we'll try to explain it. The Goyen says as follows. He says, the reason why a Russia never becomes changed when it's Sadiq isn't Tochacha is because Rishayim are soft and easy people. And when they hear an inspiring drusha by somebody, you know, with fire and brimstone, they become very, very, very inspired. And then, a day later, they cool down, they don't care much, and that's the end of it. The way he says is they're very rach. I looked at it the first time I saw it, I thought they're going, it's a mistake, a printing mistake. They're very soft. And he says, and therefore, you, 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 you know, you give them strong musa, they become very, very, uh, you know, it, it, taken with it, and then it disappears and goes down because they are very soft. Let's understand where that comes from. And what that, wh- where does, I, I, I thought that being soft and easy is, is, is a good thing. Being hard and tough is not a good thing. We don't, we don't, it doesn't sound right. Somebody, somebody, Propose a shidduch and says this person is very hard and tough person doesn't quite come across as a mila, unless maybe if they're very wealthy. But 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 if they're if they're if they're just regular people, doesn't come across nice. So what does that mean? And so I, I want to use a concept that Morale speaks says many times. I try to explain it a little bit and understand it in this context. The Morale uses a term many times in many different contexts of Homer and Sura. 
Chomer means physical substance. Let's take the simplest, it's a Greek term, um, form and matter. Let's take the simplest example, then we'll explain the more ruchnistic part of it. Chomer means the wood that this came from is the material that it's made of. That's the substance, that's the Chomer. The tsura is the shape, the contours, the, 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 the application of it, the concept. So this is not wood, this is a stender. It's made of wood and has been shaped and built two legs and, and, and a piece here, that it should be a stender. That's the classical, um, I, I, it's, 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 it's a classical terms used in, re- in the Greek works constantly. This is, this is a very basic term. Now, let's move it into the realm of Ruchnius. We have, we are physical to start with. And we have certain ideas and ideals that land on us. So, I'm just a regular person. I like life, enjoying life. So, I'm says you have to be a giving person. You have to have self-control. You have to care about what's right and wrong. All of those are ideals they sort of form a conceptual sense of what a human being is, and then there's us who's the human being. So the morale will constantly use this term, Homer and Sura, to describe the physical person in its entirety and the spiritual conceptual self of the person. Now let's look at some of the differences. What describes a physical object? The answer is path of least resistance. If I toss a ball down here, how is it going to go? It's going to go on the path of least resistance. Gravity today is understood, modern physics understands gravity as a path of least resistance. It's because of the way space bends, the, 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 the attraction really represents a certain path of least resistance. Take a person who has no values and no ideals, where does he end up? What does he do? The answer is, whatever takes the least effort. Basically, if he has some drives, he has an appetite, he'll head towards the food bar. If, if, if he wants to drink, he'll head towards the bar. But tachlis, the place of least resistance, is where you end up to. That is the world of Homer. So it means that Homer has no real self because, w- so, so where do you go? Do, do, are you on this couch or that couch? Whichever one is closest. Are you looking for food or are you looking to drink? It depends whatever I'm the mood now. D- the, 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 the inner mechanism of Homer is path of least resistance, passivity. So I'm going to ask somebody, yesterday you were sleeping in all day, and today, and today you're downstairs with Medrash. The answer is because someone came with a big stick and, you know, uh, hit me real hard. So the, the path of least resistance was in the base Medrash. Or he offered something, some, some prizes of some sort. But at the end of the day, I am passive. I'm acted upon. I don't have any real self. Homer is raw material without definition. So, in as much as we're Homer, that's who we are, and that's what we are. We're infinitely bendable. Tsura, 
is very, 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 very straight. Let's go back to our physical muscle and try to apply it. What can I make out of this wood? Anything, including a bonfire. And I can make a triangle out of it, and I can make a square out of it, and I can make a table out of it, and I can make a, 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 a frisbee out of it. I can do anything I want out of this. The wood is always acted upon. It doesn't have any self. A, does a triangle change? No, a triangle as is defined, having three angles, they add up to 180, will always remain a triangle. Not one bit of that uh, definition will ever change. So the world of Homer <coughs> is a world that is infinitely flexible because it has no self. And the world of Tsura of 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 um, form is rigid because it has a definition. A triangle is a triangle, square is a square, etc., etc. Anything that white is white. Every white, once it's defined in in once we define it with with a wavelength, will always be the same wavelength and the same color white, no matter what. Those are the two elements in the physical world, and it's also true in the Ruchnistika world. We, as people, are, we move by the path of least resistance. Ideals, ideals which require that we take a path that's not least resistance, that we always stay what we are, that's, a, that's the core of Ruchnius. Ruchnius comes with very, very strong sense of this is the way it has to be. Reb Noach, I used to teach in Torah for many years, from 83 to 90, and Reb Noach Weinberg would always say, Torah is all about pleasure. And that was part of the, you'd go through a chinach, you'd go through about how He says, the enemy of anything good is not pleasure, it's comfort. And in other words, what drives us is the path of least resistance, and that's why we go nowhere, accomplish nothing, and become nobody. That was the way he would always more or less describe these things. So, the the um, the, the Moshe Rabbeinu is asking for Akharish Baruch Hu to save Kal Yisrael. Now, let's take an example. Imagine somebody brings you in um, a, a, a piece of clay, play-doh, and he had it shaped in a certain way that was very nice, and it got this misshaped. And he asks you to, 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 to re- fix it again. We don't have patience for it. I mean, yes, I'll fix it, and in two minutes I'll change back again. I'll change back again and again and again. I'm doing nothing. So shaping Plato is cute. You shaped it, I did it once for you, and that's it. When I'm carving something in stone, it's, it takes a lot of effort. But it's worth it, because then I get something that's set in stone. So having something that is firm means it takes work, but once you have it, it's worth it. Ki'am Kshi'orev means if Klal Yisrael is a nation that, you know, kumsi kumsa, yes, no, whatever you want, be religious, religious, superstitious, superstitious, this, this, that, the other thing, they're not worth patching with. They're only worth patching with if there's something there solid and meaningful that does not change and it's immutable. 
I remember the, um, there was an old, uh, this is kind of an old Jewish joke, so everything was a computer. Somebody was hiring an accountant, and he asked the first accountant, how much is two and two? And he says, four. So he said, you're too straight for me. No, you're not for me. So this guy said, well, two and two is five. He says, you're too stupid for me. doesn't work. He asked the third accountant, what's two and two? He says, whatever you'd like it to be. So, so that's, that's the type of accountant I, I want. The, 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 I, I want to apply this a little bit to the world of Torah in the following way. There's a struggle, um, and maybe a positive struggle. People come to yeshiva for a year or two, and they learn. There is learning Gemara, which is the rough and tough of it. And then there are a lot of spiritual experiences inspiring spiritual experiences and one is much much more quickly motivated by those spiritual experiences it's natural it's emotional it's 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 nice and 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 it has a lot positive to it i i mean we have in yeshiva also we we integrate things like that because it's very positive but we ask ourselves what is the point of breaking head on gemara what's the point of learning it what do we gain internally? So you have the knowledge. There are many ways to explain why it's important to know it. But what does that give us in understanding? So I, I want to try to describe... There's a Gemara that says, Yikov Hadin Esahar. Din passes through a mountain and doesn't budge. Gemara is learned like science. You, you, you can't say, so l- let's take two examples. A person's making chont, and there's a recipe that calls for red beans, white beans, whatever. And, and it's, we don't have any around. So somebody says, you know what? Put in a little more barley. It'll work. It, 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 navy beans will work. It, it, if, that, if not that, leftover luxury, something, it, it'll be okay. And it is. It's, it's okay. When you're doing a chemistry experiment and you happen not to have enough uh, sodium to match the chlorine, it's not going to work more or less a substitute. The world of science is rigid, immutable. The world of um, nice, good is flexible. And we sort of build it into our minds. A person knows that when you're dealing with science, it's Yikob Adina Sahar. Things have to be exact, and you don't substitute some something, and you don't do a little more or less when you're doing a science experiment. You do it exactly the way it's given, or there's a consequence, the, the least being that it's just not going to work. Whereas when you're dealing with ideas, decorations, ideas, anything of that nature, it's more or less okay, could be different, and so on and so forth. Those are two different mindsets. And woe unto us if we approach Yiddishkeit with the mindset only of it's nice, it's beautiful, it's inspiring, it's fulfilling. Those ideas are never carved in stone. There's, 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 um, I, um, a friend of mine worked in, in, um, he, 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 he lived in Yishlaim, he grew up in Yishlaim, Israeli. He worked in Pilim, and he had to be in Haifa area with a friend of his to do whatever work they had to do with Sukkis. 
so he wanted to sleep in the sukkah. There was a sukkah in the house he was staying. There was a, it was an observant couple, not terribly knowledgeable, not terribly understanding of the mitzvah, but they they kept these, you know they were they were they were kind of traditional. And he said he wants to sleep in the sukkah, and the lady at the house did not want to sleep in the sukkah for whatever reason she had. She said, "You know what, Yossi? I'm putting your bed next to the door. You're going to sleep next to the sukkah. It's as, almost, almost as good as sleeping in the sukkah because it's next to the sukkah." And I don't think she was. He was. He wasn't a kid. He was. Uh, he was a. Uh, 18, 19, 20 years old. But in her mind, it was almost as good. But because it's a certain mentality that religion belongs to the world of the nice, the beautiful, the inspiring. Uh, um, there's, uh, again, this is a, one of the classic American stories about there was a, a Christian kid and a Jewish kid, and um, they were was before the holidays, before the 25th of December, and the Christian kid came home to his parents crying. My friend insulted me, made fun of me. He said, what happened? That, well, we told him we have uh, a tree for, for the holidays. And we, we, you know, we, we put a lot of decorations on it. And he started asking me, how tall does the tree have to be? What happens if you can't get a tree? Can you substitute a different type of tree? If, if, if you don't have decorations, the point of putting a tree without it or not, does the decoration have to be visible? And th- the kid was clearly making fun of him. I mean, we, we would think it's strange that there would be, I mean, you put a tree. Trees are nice. The holiday is nice. And it, it expresses anything you want it to express. And, and if a person does not have the mindset that Torah is half science, that whether you like it or not, one thread more and thread less makes all the difference. My father was the Mira Shiva, Rabbi Finkel. He used to build a sukkah. It was a small area. It was on a porch, and my wife was the youngest, so sh- you know she would be helping. And he, my 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 father always liked the the intricacies of halacha. There was one place in the sukkah that to make it kosher, you needed a lavud, which means that people within three tefachim. Any piece would create that, and my father would use a matchstick. He would just put in a matchstick there. That would give him the love that he needed, and that made a sukkah kasha. He loved it. And he would show my, my wife, and he would tell her, you see, this whole sukkah is kasha only because of this matchstick. I don't think she understood. She wasn't of the age to understand what, what it was, but she thought it was kind of uh, neat. But, but the point was, you wouldn't think it's different in, 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 in an electric circuit. Imagine you have a massive circuit powering a building. One place... The, the wire burns out. In the old days when they had fuses, I don't know if anybody knows what a fuse is, um, the, the wrong thing to do was that when the fuse blew, you could put a penny in instead. Pennies had a much higher um, heating point than the fuse, it w- and it would burn again. It, it, you also ran the risk of burning the house down, but, but other than that, it worked perfectly well. It, w- it, it did its job. So th- somebody would say, all of this electricity stands on this penny. The answer is, yes, it does. Because it's a fact. As long as the electrons have a pathway, it's going to go there. And that's it. So the world of halacha is the immutable science part of, of Torah. Hashem said, Yehi or, and or is something where the constant of light is an immutable constant. They never were able to get light to go quicker, and it can't go quicker. Nobody knows why, but that's what it is. So the same Rebbein Shem that said Yi'or said Vo'yel Toita Fais Bein Necha 
tefillin are tefillin are tefillin. And why is it that if, if one small corner gets rubbed out the wrong way, it passes the film? For the same reason that light can't go. I don't know why, but that's a metzias. That's a halachic mindset. When you sit and learn halacha, the Gemara never, in, in halacha, the Gemara never says, well, it's just very inspiring and good. The Gemara says, does it fit halacha or not? That's the type of mentality. So even though it's compliments, and definitely both the mind and the heart are, are, are important um, parts of, of, this, of, of this, they have to work together and, 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 you, and if you don't have the solid underpinning of the Gemara head, the Halacha head, th- then, then the inspiration will come and go. Today you by one thing, it comes and goes because that's its nature. It's like the piece of wood. Someday you use that, then you could make a bonfire. A kid will find it for like Baima, and he'll find a way to make a bonfire out of it, and that's the end of it. Same piece of wood. But a, a shtender, the concept of a shtender stays always the same. That's what it is. The, the understand that Kalal Yisrael's saving grace is because they're stubborn. It's because they're not wishy-washy people. And sometimes you see it in Chinuch also. Sometimes you see a kid that's a difficult kid. And many times that becomes your pride because the person really cares. And once he understands what's right and aligns up with it, that, then, then he sticks with it. Whereas somebody who's got a wishy-washy personality, and maybe yes, maybe not, it, 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 then there's not much coming out of it. In a practical sense, two things. One is understanding the importance of the halacha mindset, of, of, the, of the Gemara mindset. And the second piece is understanding the importance of consistency. If a person's inspired to do something great, he's up all night, all day learning, and then plop, nothing happening afterwards, that's, that's, that's not Amche Orif. If a person decides he's adding 15 minutes to Seder, if a person decides that the first 15 minutes of, of this he's not talking to anybody, and he stays with it consistently, that's an example of Amche Orif. And that's worth salvaging because that means it, it, it's valuable. It, it belongs to the world of Tzura and so on. I'll finish with a word that the Balamusa say. It says, Pischuli Pesach Kemachat. Akadshpochu asked Klayasol to open a small hole of tshuva, like a needle's hole, and Vanyeftach Lachem, that even Kronis and then Agalas will go through it, and so on and so forth. The simple meaning of it is, you make one small effort, Akadshpochu will do a lot for you. The Balamusa add one more point. Open open me a, a hole as big as a, as a pin, as a needle so it's a small hole but the walls of that hole are made of steel they don't bend the, the, it doesn't lose its shape, it's permanent HaKadosh Baruch Hu says open up a small hole but let it be set in, in steel let it be something that is um, strong and permanent Bez Hashem people get so much from this year in Eretz Yisrael, and I know in Yeshiva here, so much good happens and such transformations. But one of the things you should ask yourself is keep measuring which transformations have become set stone, because that's you, who you are. Everything else is a phase. It's so important to keep, to keep your finger on the pulse. Things that you do and start becoming regular habit, 
is is even if it's a small thing, those are the things that will stay for a lifetime because they are who you are, and 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 they and and they are the chelik of Torah that is etched in stone. Batzlacha. <laughs> Where did you learn to do this? Oh, wow. Sure. You're from where originally? Sure. Yeah, I guess. From Kiel. The band is going to be here if anybody wants to speak about the Yeshiva Dari Greater Washington. I think. Uh, yeah. Where did you learn it? I think it's in Dalai School. I can't be up to the